0: All right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short.
1: And it's doggy
2: style. dee doo. I've got another puzzle for you. Oompa, loompa, doompa daddy. If you are wise, you'll listen to Gashman. How the hell did they know they like that I got
3: gas? A giant, hairy creature, part ape, part man. The Indians call him... Gas Man. Get, get,
1: get a lick of this lovin'. Man, you got to check it out. It'll boogie-woogie on your brain. <laughs>
4: On me for making this song Got gas on your mind
5: Some people have said that you're retarded Not me And my grandmother said to this woman you are gonna do that gas thing?
1: Yeah, we're gonna do the gas thing Laugh
6: out loud
0: Bottom, you ever fallen from grace? You ever had a she-devil steal the smile from your face? I know, cause I've been there, and it's still hurting me to this day, yeah. She ever lied through through tears, just to get what she Never smile in your face When you, you find out she's cheap No more cause I've been high
3: Going global with gas, man. That is Ebenezer, Rock Bottom's the tune from right here in uh, Phoenix, Arizona is where they are located at. I really dig that tune. I'm going to see if I can't get those guys in studio sometime down the road as well. What is up? How you doing tonight? Matt, what's up, man?
7: What's up?
3: Wow, it was loud. (laughs) We are back, man. It's good. We took last week off in a sense. I threw a little uh, combination of some of my old interviews online, including Hal Sparks, very funny comedian actor, Andrew Dice Clay, and W. Kamau Bell, who's on FX, he's got this show Totally Biased, and I have all those three interviews from last week's show on the Variety channel, so you can check that out, for uh, do that on your own time, though, not right now, right, Matt?
7: That's right.
3: (laughs) All right, man. Uh, So what's up, man? This is our our weekend before the 4th of July, I will be in Los Angeles next weekend, so we'll try to put together a show during the week so we can play it for you guys, but I don't think we're going to be live next week, I don't think I trust you, Matt, to do yourself.
7: Come on, I'll be going global with Matt, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> with, with Matt, man. With the Matt, man. Dude, we, we, we went to go get some uh, food earlier before we got on uh, on on the air, and dude, we're going through like a Del Taco, and <laughs> you're like, "I will have an orange shake." I'm like, "What the hell's an orange shake, man?" I haven't even heard of it.
7: It's orange, <laughs> and <laughs> it's looks, a shake.
3: It just looks orange.
7: Yeah, it had no like flavor of like an orange or any like byproduct of an orange. It was literally just a vanilla shake with like orange food coloring.
3: Yeah, so there was no taste of orange at all? No, I just tasted like a vanilla shake. That was it? That's it. It just looked orange, so it was like all cool and everything? Orange shake, you know. Feel good? It was pretty good. Is it done? Are you over with it?
7: Oh, I mean, I slammed it. (laughs) Brain freeze? No.
3: All right. Um, we got a few things to talk about this hour and next hour, too, because we're here till, um what, 3 o'clock Pacific time?
7: Yes, sir. That's
3: right. On and, the Voice of America Variety Channel. Yeah, my name is Kevin Gassman, by the way. Of course, you can call me Gass. It's all good. And uh, we're going to talk uh, drugs, of course, a little bit later on. We'll talk entertainment because an actor has been uh, speaking out in defense of Mel Gibson. What? Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. And uh, you have, what, the 10 snobbiest cities in America?
7: Yeah, and we're not on it.
3: <laughs> well, that's good, I guess, and uh twenty years ago,
7: yeah, what? twenty years ago today, the first ever uh music download made yeah. available online,
3: and that was head first from Aerosmith. that's right, that's really cool, twenty years ago that's ninety four right so I gotta think about that think when you were in it, it, well, I don't know how old you were in ninety four you were six okay <laughs> um <laughs> I I was in college, I think I was just graduating and we did have computers but like every computer was just a big huge box computer, you know. Right, the AOL. Big screens. Yeah, AOL that was it. But we really didn't get I mean, what 96? When was the internet? Early earlier than? A couple um, years earlier.
7: I think yeah, I think the internet was definitely right around 91. Okay. But I don't think it really started booming until like 97. I want to say, like. Start catching on? Yeah. I mean, once Windows 98 came out, like right after, like in 1996, 1997, and they made the user processor and the operating system more user friendly. And then AOL came out with, like, what, new AOL version 7.0. And I think as soon as they came out with that one, right. that's when the Internet started to finally pick up. It didn't take, like, an hour just to log on and check your email.
3: Yeah, I remember when I moved here. I moved to Arizona in 97, and it was a few years later that I actually got my own computer and everything. And, yeah, it was all AOL. It was all dial-up. <laughs> it was just a pain in the ass. to was it also forever. net zero
7: back then. I remember that, Net too. zero
3: back then, yeah. yeah. So you got to think about the, the times, how much have changed even since then, where we're... We are able to get our computer information, you know, on your watches, on your phones, you know, on your tablets. They have all these little toys now. And you were mentioning something about cell phones back in the day. They were so huge.
7: Yeah, I mean, if you look at back in, like, a portable phone, like, you know, you look at, like, the 80s when they first came out. They were huge. And then they got really small, I mean, I to the point where, like, they were, like, the size of a, a stick of gum I had seen at one point. And now with the evolution and technology of the smartphone and people wanting their screen bigger, it's gotten bigger again. So the phones are getting bigger again. So we went from big to small, and now we're going back up to giant phones again.
3: Well, the thing is, too, is with the phones, when you're trying to type in or text something on those small little keypads, it's, it's not very easy. You know, I'm pushing the S, but the, uh, the A is being, you know. All right, well. I just, I'm tired of that send kind of an email. That's what I'm trying an email. <laughs> send an email to who? Yeah. I don't know, anybody. Thanks, man. All Sorry, right. I was <laughs> That's okay, doing man. stuff. We, uh, we have some great music we're going to be playing. And by the way, if anybody out there listening wants to submit some tunes to us, you can do it by email. Send me that, kevin at withgas.com. And there's two S's there, withgas.com. And we are playing independent bands, artists that are DIYs. You know, They're helping themselves out. We're going to help them out, get them exposure here on the show. Going global with gas
7: man. is
3: music, comedy, and life. Life, life. That's what we're all about. So we'll hit up some uh, some stories a little bit later on. But uh, Thursday night I had a great show. Uh, my radio program Driving with Gas is on ninety three point nine FM KWSS, and cheap on plug. Thursday nights, yeah, cheap luck, And we did a show over at Shakers Bar and Gorilla in Scottsdale, and it was I was a great time, man. We had some live music. We had comedy, we had raffles, and we had a great great time. And I was uh, looking forward to our next show there, July 10th. So if you're in the Phoenix area, we'd like to see you come out there and support some live music and comedy. And we did a uh, yeah. fun comedy show. I had a comedian from England was in town. His name's Ola, and he was a friend of uh, Brian Ritchie. Remember Brian Ritchie when he came in?
7: Yes, I do remember Brian Ritchie. Brian Ritchie and his lovely lady came to my last show. So thank you, Brian Ritchie, for listening.
3: Yeah, they were at your, your, your Yucca show. Yeah. Um, Brian Ritchie, by the way, he travels around the world headlines the clubs all across the country and you know he was nice enough to come in and he met his buddy Ola in England so they were both out there on Thursday night doing their comedy and it's always interesting when you meet somebody from England and and they're doing their comedy you gotta wonder like how much of their material translates to America and vice versa you know because I've been talking with a few people Chris Cooper he does a show here on the Voice America Business Network Be More Achieve More it's every Friday 8 o'clock cheap plug and you know he's English, so every time I talk to him, I'm always making him laugh here and there. So I don't know, Matt. I think I would be okay in England. I think.
7: I think you would. In fact, if it, if anybody's also interested, if you want to, if I can get a cheap plug in, check out Mondays. Okay, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> I'm here, just plugging the whole network.
3: What's your oh, uh, oh your, your show on Monday? Yeah, go yeah, ahead, the, shr- that out the Shrink finally. Wrap
7: Forum this m- upcoming Monday. It's actually they're doing a uh, sex talk for females. So rather than having a sex line for guys, this is going to be basically females, and one of the f- females there is. Something Mrs. Nesbitt, she's an English lady or something like that they're having on. So, there you go. Kind of ties in with the English.
3: Oh, thing. interesting. English sex. English sex, then. I wonder if it's as... A bit of a wanker. I wonder if it's as much as, as plain as their food. All right. <laughs> you don't know. Do you think now. we should
7: have sex right now? I, I do. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs>
3: All right. Well, uh, let's play a tune. We're going to go around the world for this one here. Italy is where this band is from. They're called Cheap Wine, and the tune is called "Waiting on the Door." We'll take a listen to this. It's a cool video that com- that accompanies the song, but uh, watch that on your own time. We'll come back. We'll talk World Cup after this. You are going global with gas.
6: Me. <laughs>
2: Heard of the term, buddy? It's what? It's a special friend. Me? No, I haven't heard that term. When I was a little girl, I developed early. By the time I was 14, I had this body you're looking at. Can you imagine that? I don't want to. No. Well, needless to say, a lot of male attention. Uh, yes. Especially from our Guatemalan gardener, Javier. Okay. You know, Javier, uh, before he made passionate yet gentle love to me for the first time, he serenaded me with a beautiful old Guatemalan love song. Really? That's...
6: Mm. that's...
2: sounds nice.
4: Cuando regla mi cuarto, No encuentro nada ¿Dónde va con tanta prisa al partido
2: de fútbol?
0: Tread across the sky
3: Uh, Matt, what? <laughs> all right, nothing. I was just brain farting from my other job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're going global with gas, man. And you're taking away my job, dude. Uh, all right, I'm coming again. to the other room. Let's do it again. All right, all right. I'll wait till you get here. Um, it's the Variety Channel, and we do this every Saturday from one to three p.m. We're actually we're so like not even organized today, as we normally aren't anyway. So that's kind of what the show brings you—a little bit of uh, you don't know what you're going to get in a sense. You're going global with gas. Man. All right, there we go. Thank you. Your job's reinstated. Yes. (laughs) You've been watching the World Cup?
7: I have been. I actually have taken the time this year to get into soccer.
3: Have you? You know, I've always, every time it's this year, or every time it's the World Cup or the Olympics, I enjoy it. To me, it's fun because there's a couple things about soccer that I like, or football, is that it's no commercials. It's straight through, 45 minutes. Uh, If you're watching Spanish, you can pick up a little extra language, a little lingo, you know what I mean? And I, I think if you really get to sit down and watch the game, you'll actually understand maybe why they get so excited when they score a goal, you know, why they feel like they saved the world for something. But I was watching the game the other day. I think it was, I want to say like Brazil was playing. This is the first round, and they were winning like 3-1, to one and there's like 10 minutes left in the game, and they put another goal in, and you would have thought like they saved the world from an asteroid. I oh, don't get it because right, right. Oh, first of all, one goal is sufficient enough to win. So when you're up a three goal lead with ten minutes left and you're running around like you just saved the world, I don't understand that part. I understand maybe for the first goal, or maybe the second goal to give yourself a little space, but you're up three goals already. Well, maybe
7: that was like their final celebration, like that you felt like that was the nail in the coffin, and now they could celebrate the victory.
3: Yeah, I guess, but I mean, you're up two goals already with ten minutes left.
7: Again, though, no, you don't know anything
3: had happened. All right, well, I'll let that one slide. Um, <laughs> but I have uh, been watching. Uh, well, I, I mean, I started. Digging.
7: I, st- I liked the. Uh, I mean, everybody's of course raving about the Spain and Netherlands game that was like out of the first round, no, I didn't see that. five to one with Robin v- van Persie or Van Pessier, whatever his name is. He had like a header goal, and like there was this other goal. It's probably one of the coolest goals I've seen. Somebody the forward kicked it down. He got it. He avoided three defenders and then kicked it between two defenders, and it went in. I was like, my goodness! Like yeah. th- it was. It's been uh, exciting,
3: dude. There's been a lot of great fun games to watch, a lot of good action, but a lot of bullshit too, man. You know, we're watching these players, you know, fall to the ground. Off, like you flopping? Know, flopping, and there's no penalty against that. You and know. the thing is, the only thing that cures is a flop and, and, you know, if somebody knocks you down to the ground, the only thing that cures it is a yellow card. That's what I found out. A yellow card, boom, the player pops up off the ground and everything's good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's so funny because they get hurt, I guess, they fall to the ground and then they have to get lifted off the field with the stretcher. Just to the sidelines, and then they get back up off the off the stretcher back of the field. It's
7: like WWE.
3: It, it almost is like that, you know. I, I think they, they that's feel maybe like why I'm liking it. If they ride on the <laughs> ground long enough, that the referees could be like, "Oh, well, he must be really hurt. Hang on, time, yellow card." You know, how often does that happen? It doesn't happen very often that a that a referee would see a player just, you know, he might stop the play for a second, but, you know, I mean, stop it, stop it. I hate that. It's, and it's making it worse. Who's that player that bit somebody from Uruguay? Yeah, I saw that. He bit him on the shoulder. And then I, I heard there was a, a, he responded, yeah, I lost my balance and fell forward and my and my teeth hurt now or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually tripped
7: opened my mouth and then bit somebody.
3: Yeah, I swear. This is, <laughs> He quoted it saying, my buddy wrote it on Facebook. He goes, Sua- Suarez is his name. This was his uh, quote. After the impact, I lost my balance, making my body unstable and falling on top of my opponent. At that moment, I hit my face against the player, leaving a small bruise on my cheek and a strong pain in my teeth.
7: Yeah, I mean, he bit him.
3: Not to mention that his shoulder got bit. <sighs> and you saw it. Yeah. It didn't look like he just fell into his shoulder. No. And he, somebody- he dug in.
7: Well, somebody put a meme up of like Suarez's face bot on a like T Rex, and then it's like, <laughs> Suarez Park instead of Jurassic Park. <laughs> like he was going after soccer players.
3: Yeah, I've seen him in a, a meme w- as a, a vampire too. Oh, yeah, that was pretty uh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, what else did I write down for the? Uh, <laughs>
7: <laughs> so me take a look at my list. We Only a stoner. I was
3: watching, um, you know, because last week. You know, I get shitty TV at home. You know, I get the uh, channel 15.2 and 45.3, the whole deal. So I'm not, I'm real limited on what what I get to watch. So I ended up watching kind of for the first time was Ninja Warrior. Oh, but American Ninja Warrior. Cool. (laughs) I know. These athletes, I'm telling you, man, I don't know why they're not on ESPN.
7: I don't like American Ninja Warrior because it's not Sasuke, which is the original Ninja Warrior from Japan.
3: You're talking about MXC?
7: No, I'm talking about Sasuke, which S- is the real ninja warrior that everything American Ninja Warrior is copying. It, okay. They've been doing it for 20 plus years. It was on G4. Um, they, I mean, at one point American Ninja Warrior actually started off to send people to it. So like this is a reboot of the series itself. So this just Americanized, yeah, just Americanized. Well, no, th- I'm saying is they already had an American version of it on a different network. It's a reboot on NBC. Is what it is. Oh,
3: I see. So, so the Ninja Warrior was like the, some obscure channel for a long time. Or? Well, Ninja
7: Warrior is based out. It's based on a competition called Sasuke, which is based out of Japan, where it has four stages, like they showed you on American Ninja Warrior. And then G Four came out with the show um, called American Ninja Warrior. And what they would do is they'd have their own two or three obstacle competition. And the top four or five would get to go to Japan and then get to go and actually do the real Japanese course. So America now, we've Americanized it. We've rebooted it. Now we've got the same. It's literally almost like the exact same course, just with, with different things added in. So I don't know if the winner of it gets to go to Japan, but I know it's definitely a reboot.
3: Well, it's interesting. As we, we, we like to do that here. Yeah, We like to take the shows like that and, and turn them into our own. What about Wipeout it is kind of like that in a sense. Not American Ninja Warrior by no means, but it was stolen from a show called MXC, XC, yeah. which I don't even know if that's the original name of the show. No, that most could have been... Extreme the, Sports, right? That or could have been
7: extreme. the American, like, translation of something. Yeah,
3: and if you haven't seen that, that is, like, one of my favorite shows that's of hilarious. all time. Yeah. It is well-written. It is well done. And then you, so, then you watch Wipeout on ABC out in America, it's... It's a joke. It's, it's so bad. I mean, like, like, I don't mind people wiping out or getting knocked off of uh, whatever. That's fine. But the, the audio commentary and the way they present it is crappy. I mean, right. if you look at MXC, that's it. You, you can't get better than that. Right. So you think Wipeout is trying to get better than that? Or they're just like, we're going to do it our own way. And i just rather see a reruns of MXC. I'm telling you,
7: go uh, after this show. If you're at home tonight, you're on the internet or something, look up, like, just regular Ninja Warrior. Look up Sasuke. And I'm telling you. Yeah, how do you spell that? I don't know. It's Japanese. I don't want to butcher it. Sasuke. Sasuke. Sasuke.
3: Like, do some research right now. All I see is a Sasuke. That's
7: probably it, but, but it's, it's pronounced
3: Sasuke. Yeah, maybe that is it. Yeah, it's
7: just pronounced Sasuke. You'd... Sasuke. But that's not how it's pronounced. Sasuke. It's not that. S a u k e. I know the U S side is. Sasuke. Sasuke.
3: As it, uh, that translates into Ninja Warrior.
7: Exactly. And that's right. the regular one.
3: You are correct, man. I know my Ninja Warrior. <laughs> so, do you, I mean, all right. Best friend's Asian. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, let's talk more sports. I want to talk about the NBA. That wrapped up last weekend because right. we weren't on the air last weekend. So, um, we, uh, w- you know, San Antonio Spurs obviously kicks some ass. It wasn't even like a.
7: It was a beatdown. Both
3: of them, really. Both NHL and NBA Finals were. were One-sided. Very- yeah, they were one side. It could have been either way for the NHL, but as far as the NBA goes, Miami loses, and now they're probably going to lose LeBron James. Didn't he opt out? He
7: opted out of his contract. He opted out. Carmelo opted out. Um, uh, and I think that, I don't know if D. Wade and Bosch, they haven't opted out yet. They have the option still till the first next week. Um, but yeah, do you think
3: the whole team's going to be dismantled? I mean, even with Carmelo Anthony and and LeBron James, I mean, I hear the Lakers are trying to get these guys.
7: Yeah, well, the Lakers are definitely trying to make a push. That we've got cap room. I say weeks. I'm a Laker fan. Me too. Uh, right. We have got cap room to go ahead and make a push. We picked up a good power forward in the draft, but I mean, the Heat are still trying to appease Lebron. They actually drafted the point guard that Lebron has been saying like for the last six months is the best point guard in the col- in college basketball, or Shazay or Shaze Napier or something. I don't know. Right before the uh, the the draft itself, uh, you know Miami or LeBron was like, "If we don't take him, you'd be, or if you don't take this point guard, he'd be crazy." And then they, right. they, he took him. So I think they're trying to build to keep LeBron around.
3: Well, I mean, okay, the thing is too, though, with Miami and you know, here comes LeBron. They win a couple of championships, and is his work done? Can he just move on? Is Miami going to be satisfied? Are they going to try to rebuild? I mean, look, it sounds like he's going to leave. It sounds
7: like LeBron James is a video game character. I played this video game called NBA 2K, and like you can play a version called My Player Mode, and every year I always demand a trade to the next team <laughs> so I can win a championship with them. Right. So that's what I feel like LeBron James is. He's just moving from one place to another, trying to cement his legacy as far as winning NBA championships. But,
3: but he's not a leader winning these. I he's mean, definitely he, not the leader. Even though when they brought him into Miami, they were still a pretty good team.
7: And Dwayne was really the leader. Right. right. Wade was the captain of that team.
3: Right. So you got to look at LeBron being more of a, a piece of the puzzle.
7: He's definitely a piece of the puzzle. A great piece. Right. A, a good
3: piece. Sure. A p- sure.
7: centerpiece, center right. Yeah. That well, you can I, build around.
3: You really, Well, okay, yes, I would agree with that. Build but, around.
7: Not necessarily be the number one player, but you can build right. around him.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can see that. And set him
7: up with players he can facilitate to or that he can, you know, uh, play off of.
3: Do you see him going back to Cleveland?
7: No, definitely not. You I, think- it, it would be cool. I mean, they just drafted Andrew Wiggins. Um, the second back to back to back Canadian first round draft picks. Last year's first round draft pick was a Canadian as well. But Andrew Wickens went to Kansas, and I've been talking about him for a year. I wanted the
3: Lakers to grab him, but we didn't We didn't get that draft. But they pick. Could, yeah, I mean, the Lakers are pretty savvy, so who knows what's going to happen down the road. It would have been great if we got Andrew Wiggins. It would be interesting to see LeBron James in a, in a Laker. I mean, the good thing about the Lakers, though, is they have the, the tradition.
7: You yeah. know, I
3: mean, people want to play for the Lakers. So it's not like, you know, you're. You have to ask them to go. I mean, it's just pretty much as long well, as the place, I, saw right?
7: r- I saw rumors out there as well that LeBron was interested in the Clippers.
3: Clippers would be interesting.
7: Because in, him and Chris Paul. Because Chris Paul, I think, is like his godfather or his, go- his kid's goddad or something oh, like really? that. Like their family, like their friends, their okay. best friends. And then, they of course, Blake Griffin. I mean, so if you had Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and LeBron James, I mean, <laughs> so that'd be a great team.
3: Nice. Well, let's do this. We'll play some tunes. We'll come back, and we have the top 10 snobbiest cities in America. That's right. And we have some drugs we'll talk about next hour, and entertainment. Which actor opened his mouth and stepped on it (laughs) by defending Mel Gibson? We'll talk about that as well, but let's jam some tunes. These guys, Spafford, are from Prescott, Arizona, and they are a jam band, in fact. This is probably the shortest song they have. Normally, I think they go about 15 to 20 minutes wow. per tune. This one's called the Electric Taco Stand. And they were just played last night over at the Sale Inn in Tempe, Arizona. One of the casualties of, uh, of our uh, bar scene. Uh. Yeah, in fact, tonight also was another last night for another bar in Phoenix or in Tempe called the Big Fish Pub. Uh, put one of my home away from home. So it's really sad to see all these uh, bars and venues going away. But hopefully and you know you why
7: they're going away, Kevin? is because our community doesn't get together. Okay, you know, we'll talk about that next hour. Well, the community
3: does get together, but the sale in got bought out by corporates. So right. that's something that's. But
7: they wouldn't have gotten bought out by corporates if more people continued to show up and support, then the owners would have had no reason to sell.
3: That's a good point, too. Maybe we'll hit up on that as well. So let's, here's some music from Spafford Electric Taco Stand, and you're going global with gas.
6: Man.
1: Instead of us drifting away, drifting away. Dad, a little boy, becoming dad, a little
3: boy, becoming dad, a little boy, becoming dad. From Los Angeles, that's Shirley Levy and Daddy Boy here on uh, Going Global with Gas man <laughs> all right saturday night saturday afternoon whatever day you want part of the day you want to call it wherever it depends where you're at i guess right uh it's 144 though here in phoenix arizona where we are broadcasting live from the headquarters of VoiceAmerica.com. the headquarters okay, well it is right you make it sound fancy well you know we got the nice studios here we do it sure is fancy. it's fancy
7: better than doing it in it your living room <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah if anybody else wants to do a show they can contact me i'll help you out uh <laughs> Me and Mac can uh, definitely steer you in the right direction, right? If you are into doing some kind of uh, radio show, internet show, whether you are you professional, you want to write something about a book you wrote about, or just say talk about something like that, right?
7: Yeah, if you want a producer, I produce a couple shows here on the network, right? So. Cheap plug. <laughs> Hit me up.
3: Um, what was I going to talk about? I had a bunch of stuff already lined up. <laughs> Excuse it me. Made
7: us listen to twelve minutes of music, and you're not even ready to go.
3: I'm never ready to go. I it's like it's so funny because you know I do the whole sh- the radio show during the week. It takes a lot of my time. A lot of my time, <laughs> yeah. And you know, on Saturdays I feel like I can just get in here and just open the mic <laughs> just and just whatever, and just BS exactly. So, well, we want to play some good music though. I think music is the main focus of the show. You I know agree. they can listen to my stupid ass say some stuff and everything, but you know, yeah. we have uh, an Arizona GO peer making some news. We can talk about the Gary Oldman news about uh, Mel Gibson.
7: Go ahead, start with that. You want to do the Mel Gibson story? Yeah, I want to hear this. <laughs>
3: Uh, Well, you know what Mel Gibson said, right? He got drunk. He got pulled over by a cop. It was like on the Pacific Coast Highway. And he's talking about, uh, well, just the Jews run everything and the Jews this, (laughs) Jews that. For real, right? Uh But uh, Gary Oldman said in an interview with Playboy, he said that Mel Gibson is in a town that's run by Jews. That's what he said. Uh And then they backtracked it. I mean, it's so weird and bizarre what he would say. And
7: so it, basically the town that Mel Gibson is living in is he basically a statement is that, you know, the people who run it, the mayor, the s- coordinators are of the Jewish descent. So, see,
3: well, the thing is, you know, I mean, for, for whoever runs Hollywood doesn't matter. Hollywood's being is put, putting out crappy movies, sometimes they're putting out good movies. It, it's always been the same. Right. So it doesn't really matter if you can say that. And if you're going to go against that then you're just kind of isolating yourself like Mel Gibson did. Right. You know, he, he obviously didn't say this at the beginning of his career. Right, know? he had a pretty good career but, until he got crazy there. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. So I, I think, you know, what Gary Oldman's really talking about is more about uh, on what de- defending people's right to free speech, saying why, why does Mel Gibson get in trouble for this when Jon Stewart and Bill Maher do not get in trouble for this. And I'm thinking like, okay, first of all, John Stewart and Bill Maher are comedians. And they say these in jest to a certain degree. They personally might not mean it, but it's the joke that's really the most important thing to get across. Mel Gibson, that was personal.
7: He meant it. Exactly. That was he liquid courage. It. He was drunk.
3: <laughs> he was exactly right. So I'm just thinking, like, where do you, Gary Oldman? I love Gary Oldman. He's an amazing actor. Fifth Element. He was Bram Stoker's Dracula. A bunch of other movies. And he's in the new one coming up with uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Great actor. Wait, they're, enjoy actually, they're,
7: they're finally making the sequel to the first reboot of that Planet of the Apes?
3: Yeah, I think the Marky Mark one? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming out this year. It looks really good.
7: So is Marky Mark in that one too? I don't
3: think so. Why do we still call him Marky Mark?
7: I don't know. We, there, <laughs> I, I read that online today too. What's that? Why do we still call him Marky Mark? That he's been able to do some really good movies since, right. you know, like The Departed. He and... was great in that. I don't know, this movie... Ted was good, I This Transformers movie, I'm not going to see it, but... Yeah, I don't know I haven't seen it. any of the ones
3: either. Let's kind of so. jump the shark a little bit on that, for, for me at least, the Transformers, but... Um, yeah, I don't know, just the whole, the whole idea of uh, just defending people for their own you know, freedom of speech. Like, dude, well, you got to be careful because freedom of speech doesn't cover going into a crowded theater and yelling fire. You know, there's a responsibility to open your mouth. Right. Thankfully, thankfully no one's listening now. <laughs> In case I say <laughs> something stupid. Um... Yeah, I don't know, man. I just saw that. I'm like, it's ridiculous. I don't know why actors need to talk out, outside their lines. You know, there's a few out there that actually have, make some sense and are doing some good things, like Brad Pitt's a good, you know, a good example of that. But there's also others out there that are just uh, just maniacs, man. Maniac. Shia LaBeouf. Well, I was busted. just
7: about to say that. You know, he got <laughs> dropped from Transformers. I read an right. article. Yahoo did an article on him today where they detailed like all of his arrests up yeah. until his like recent arrest he just had that happened last week.
3: Dude, he's a female Lindsay Lohan. Without he's, the drugs.
7: He's definitely... I mean, there's been drugs involved there in there right. as well. I don't know. I've never been a big Shia LaBeouf fan uh, as far as an actor. Yeah. I don't know him personally, so I'm not going to say I don't like well, him. But he was a
3: kid actor, though. Yeah. Wasn't he? he?
7: started with an Even Stevens. And I wasn't a Disney kid either, so, maybe, okay, that's so why, maybe that's why I didn't like him.
3: What was he, like a 13, 14-year-old actor, or at least when he came out? And yeah,
7: 12, 13 okay. on Even Stevens on Disney.
3: So, you're looking at, so I mean, you are look at the whole process of Hollywood. You know, They take these kids, this factory that Disney's pu- putting out... And cranking out all these kids and the actors, they, they put them in these movies, and then by the time they're 25, they're burnt out. They're done.
7: Another, that's kind of funny. Lindsay Lohan, Shia LaBeouf, both from Disney. They didn't even take that, put that two and two together.
3: Look at everybody else that's from Disney that's screwed up. Yeah, you know? except for Justin Timberlake. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, he he's made it through. He scaled it out. Um, Christina Aguilera, she's got a little She went a little crazy. walkers there. But she's, Britney Spears went a little walkers. Britney Spears. <laughs> Selena Gomez, she's pretty weird. Uh, who else is? Uh, uh, I don't even she know she was Selena on like some Gomez stupid. Is. She was on some stupid like uh, like a witch show. It was like a Harry Potter, but it was like a comedy show. Who? Selena Gomez. I don't even know who that is. She's she's on the van next to the building to us. Because I don't know if people know this, but next door to us here at Voice America <laughs> is, Gomez? is Radio Disney. That's
7: Selena Gomez on the van. Yeah, with
3: her hair. Yeah, with her hand up in her hair. I don't know. I yeah.
7: just is she the chick from High School Musical?
3: I don't know. I don't know. It's about as far as I can go without, yes, without l- Chris Hansen getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and have a seat? We're already <laughs> sitting down. Why
7: don't you go ahead and grab a mic, Chris?
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's I, I don't know. I see these kids coming in from you know being an actors. I, I just don't know. I mean, do you think do you think we can get away with not even having kids actors anymore? Do you think we can have shows without kids anymore? Sitcoms I don't think survive unless you're you know it's your specific few. Right. And everyone else has kids involved. I mean, it's like child labor, isn't it?
7: Uh, I mean, they get paid well. Yeah, it's not but, child labor. Well,
3: it's still, you're working as a kid before you're 18, or before 16, I should say.
7: I mean, I don't know. I can't. I've, I've acted since I was a kid. So I don't necessarily... To me, it was never acting. It was fun.
3: Did you get into it on your own, or did your parents put you into it?
7: I got into it on my own. I wanted to act. Um, you know, we when I was a kid, about five or six, I would get stopped a lot. From different agencies and ad agencies and talent agencies, saying, "Oh, you have a you know a cute kid. You know what, what happened now?" Um, but you know, here <laughs> <laughs> a cute kid. You should enroll in blah blah. And I started doing acting probably when I was around six or seven. And uh, wait,
3: wait, 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 wait. Out of the blue, someone would say that, or were you in the situation where they would see? Like you?
7: They would just see us like uh, like out and about. And I had talent agencies coming out to my mom and dad all the time when I was really? a kid telling me. I was a cute kid, dude. Right. You know, not now, but, you know, <laughs> I was a cute kid, and they'd be like, you know, you should get your son to do this. And they met my dad you know, had me do a couple things, you know, um, but I never wanted to, he never wanted me to, like, be mainstream, because he was afraid of, like, I was going to turn out like these kids, like right. these child star actors. And my dad's statement to me was, like, if it's going to happen, it'll be there when you get older then like if you're going to be an actor it's you're a child like you have over 70 80 years left in your life to do this right you know so but, but sometimes
3: I, you you know people peak as, as a child right and then they after that it's no longer plus the, the danger of being a kid is also being stereotyped you know, you trying to try to break out of that like Elizabeth Berkley did from Saved by the Bell. That didn't work for her. Nope. Um, it did work for a few people that broke that stereotype, but it's just uh, it's tough. It
7: is, because once you're on a hit sitcom, it's it definitely is hard to right. break out of that. I mean, if you look at, you know, just in the past, you know, take the show Friends, you know, realistically, yeah, Courtney Cox has her own TV show, but, I mean, the only real big star that came out of that show was Jennifer Aniston, you know, if you look at...
3: Yeah, I mean, maybe Joey what no, has he done He was he's done a couple shows since did he's they, on a big so they, were, f-
7: they were flop shows
3: well he's got a showtime show that's mm, pretty right now it's well, right. first season we'll see but he's really the only other one Lisa Kudrow did a couple movies uh, Matt LeBlanc did a couple movies but yeah. that, that, that is Joey but uh, I meant like I, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I meant mean, out who, of all those who's Chandler
7: who's the A-list star out of all oh, those? yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. she became the big star out of that one
3: David Schwimmer disappeared right he's no longer there he's
7: doing Broadway is that what he's doing he's like Broadway director in New York
3: Right, he so does a lot of that stuff. I think that's it, right? Those, just those five, right?
7: Lisa Couture, I know I've seen a couple movies. Um, Matt LeBlanc, I've, he did a couple things. And um, Chandler. Who's Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. He's done a couple. He does. Yeah, he's like NBC's boy. I always see him popping up in like some new NBC series that ends up getting canceled like
3: within a year or two. Yeah, they did that one where he was like an arena. Studio
7: 69. Or no, it was an arena. There was that one too?
3: He was like a director of, a, of, a, of an arena.
7: Okay, uh, there was that one. And then there was also one where he was like, the director of, like, a Saturday Night Live show.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah you that know, know what I mean? You're He's been right. in so
7: many different shows, of the NBC's uh I like creation. him, though, man. I do like He's Matthew Perry. one of Perry. my favorites, yeah. He is a good actor. Yeah. He is a good actor.
3: I like the... Uh, I was going to
7: say as well, you know, if you think about just recently How I Met Your Mother, granted, he was a big actor going in, but it definitely made him bigger, Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, he was probably, at his point in his career, where he was a B-level star, you yeah, know? That's
3: a good. that's a great example, too, because, you know, he was a child actor, and... And I think once Doogie Hauser was off the air, he disappeared for a while. And then he re- reinvented himself. Whether that meant coming out of the closet or not, I'm not sure. But right. I really enjoy his performances and, and anything he really does. He's, he's just good. He is good. He's just one of those guys that crosses over guys or girls. No matter if he's gay or not, it doesn't matter to me. It's like listening to Judas Priest. Rob Halford's gay. I don't right. care. I like the music. Right. I like Neil Patrick Harris. It's entertaining. He's, right. a, he's, he's fun to watch. I like the Smurfs. So why I'm not going to lie. Huh? I didn't oh, see the second my one yet, gosh. <laughs> I didn't see the second one you yet you saw
7: the movie The Smurfs yeah
3: it was on cable dude I didn't like go out and see it I didn't like physically <laughs> went and put myself in a theater to watch that movie it takes uh, me a lot
7: I know Got you a lot to go out to see The Hobbit.
3: We did so, Yeah, we, do, we did go see that. Yeah. That was right when it came out, too, right? A few weeks later? Yeah, I think we saw the second one, right, together? Yeah. yeah. The, the smog? The smog. Yeah, the smog one. All right, we're just wrapping around here. Let's uh, finish <laughs> up this hour, and then we'll come back. Another hour to go. We'll talk some drugs, and I got some other stuff to talk about as well. Some crazy, stupid people making news, including one of our own special GOPers here in Arizona saying something ridiculously stupid. Play a tune. All right, what do we got here, Matt? We're going to jam... As I look at my list, again, if you want to request some tunes, you want to send some music my way, you can do that. Kevin at withgas.com. You were about
7: to say the other one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> withgas.com. There's two S's there. Kevin at withgas.com. Why
7: don't you play that Black Salt Tone song we couldn't ever play on your other show?
3: Um, I guess, yeah, I had it really for next hour, but I guess we could finish up this hour Let's with it. Let's do it now. All right, it's called Villain. These guys are, are some serious... I don't know, what, what kind of reggae would you call this? This is pretty reggae. This is reggae. It's like almost like a... Like, it's, it's reggae EDM, kind of.
7: It's definitely different, and I think that's probably what sets them apart. Uh, it's like reggae, rock, dance, EDM. They're pretty good.
3: Yeah, they're really good, and they're from Anaheim, California. So take a listen to this black salt tone. The tune is called Villain. And if you want to count how many F-words he says, play play along. We'll be right back. You are going global with gas.
7: Man... Nah
6: song 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 song
5: song 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 You're killing Stop and Think villain Think about where this will end Think about your future Think about your friends Think about your family And how you might affect them Inside you there's a hero Inside you a villain Inside you there is goodness Inside you wicked And don't fuck it up. Yeah Don't have to fuck it up.
2: I to talk to, I'm in an awful way It's hard on a fella, if he doesn't know his way around Need to find me a honey, help me spend my money Or I'ma have to blow this town Another Saturday night and I ain't got nobody I got some money cause I just got paid How I wish I had someone to talk to, I'm in an awful way now it's Saturday night and I ain't got nobody. I got some money cause I just got paid. How I wish I had someone to talk to. I'm on
1: way. I hate this job. I hate this goddamn job and I don't need it.
5: All the people chasing me, I need to get away from this Feeling up an happiness and insecurity
3: voice america and going global with gas man oh there you <laughs> i didn't realize i are running in the room see so, yeah, all the people don't know go ahead what oh, you can say say the uh man there you go all right uh, <laughs> second hour of uh, our program kicks off right now we're on till three o'clock and we're going to be hitting up some drug code we'll talk uh, also 10 snobbiest cities and eight in uh, america which I know you got that list coming up here in a second. Uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah. By the way, that was Audio Slave, we just heard right there, and uh, Audio Race, excuse me. <laughs> That's an Audio Slave. Audio Race. There's a difference. Do you know where you're at? Do I know where I'm at? Yeah. I don't. Okay. Um, Audio Race is from Tucson, Arizona. Runaway Train is that song. And prior to that was some Ease Up and Another Saturday Night, which is funny because The OG by Cat Stevens is like two and a half minutes long, and they managed to squeeze that one into a minute 52. All right. <laughs> Squeeze it in. I, I love those. Great, man. All right. Uh, my name's Kevin Gassman, by the way. You can call me Gass. It's all good. And Matt, the intern's hanging out with me. That's right. Are you, uh, do you want to do the uh, 10 snobbiest Cities? Let's do it. All right. So who put out this uh, report?
7: All right. So this report was put out by Travelers Today.
3: Travelers Today. Is there any criteria to how they created this list of most snobbiest cities? Because if I'm thinking, and before you even give the list, you know, we are, you already mentioned to me that Phoenix or any city in Arizona is not on it. Right. Which surprises me Me because Scottsdale is by far known as a very snobby city.
7: Well, that's how it started. Like, I was just on Yahoo and it came up, and then I posted my Facebook and I was like, see, we're not in the top 10 top snobby cities.
3: Crazy. Well, technically, it's the most livable city in, in the country, Scottsdale, Arizona. But we also have a few other cities here that I think would maybe make that list too, like Cave Creek you know, or... Prescott. Apache Junction. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All
7: right, so basically, here's the factors. The nationwide online real estate database compiled the list from a variety of factors, including the median home prices, percent of population with a college degree, and the country clubs per capita. So, number one... uh,
3: Go ahead. All take right. a guess. All right. Yeah, I'm going to guess. He's the top 10, right? The top
7: 10 snobbiest mid-sized cities in America. Oh,
3: mid-sized cities. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I could take LA out, take New York out, Chicago out. Oh, so, you got to bust all those out. Let me see. You're talking country clubs, college degrees, and income here, right? Right. All right. I will say, if I can at least, I'm not going to try to pick number one or number 10. I'll just say, is, <coughs> is Denver one of them? No. Okay. Is Seattle one of them? No. Okay. Um... Give me a hint.
7: Uh, California has four of them.
3: San Jose? Nope. Really? San Diego? Nope. All right. <laughs> Santa Barbara? Nope. Beverly Hills? Nope. You ready? <laughs> uh, yeah. Here's the top
7: ten right. snobby smith San Francisco?
3: It can't be San Francisco.
7: Number one, Pasadena, California.
3: Pasadena. Interesting. Well, they have the uh, MIT right there.
7: Right. All right. Now I'm going to go backwards. So number ten was Eugene, Oregon. Okay. Fullerton, California was number Fullerton. nine.
3: Fullerton? Are you kidding me?
7: Fullerton, California. Do you know where Fullerton
3: is? I've seen Fullerton. There's nothing snobby about that place.
7: Fullerton, California. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sunnyvale, California. Never
3: junior college. Sunnyvale.
7: Sunnyvale. Okay, that's up north. Glendale.
3: Glendale, California. That's number seven. That's right next to Pasadena.
7: Right. They share borders. They're snobby. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They're both snobby. They're
7: snobby together, bro. Interesting. Have you been there to Glendale? Yeah, yeah I've been nothing there. Nothing to write home about. Just, yeah. All right. All right. Before that, uh, number six was Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. And that came in six due to high number of country clubs, art galleries, and performing art venues. All right. Um, then you've got, before that, Santa Rosa.
3: California? Yep, Santa okay, Rosa. So
7: that's the fourth one. So, I, And then uh, the other three are Naperville, Illinois.
3: Okay, no, Illinois.
7: Right, Illinois. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> that's uh, not whatever. Alexandria, Virginia. All right. And number two, Thousand Oaks, California. Thousand
3: Oaks. I can see a thousand oaks. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm a little iffy on this whole, t- whole line. All I know is
7: Scottsdale wasn't included, so anybody that continues to call me and tell me that I'm a snob because I live in Scottsdale, go look at my Facebook right. and read the
3: <laughs> list. And uh, read the list, exactly. Post- well, you should be posting it on their list, on their Facebook page. Right. That's what I think. Interesting. Well, we do have something that we can uh, be proud of here in Arizona is our GOP. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's name is uh, uh, Huppenthal. Right. Uh, he is a... Um, check this out. This is so weird because this is a guy who is the um, superintendent of state schools here, okay? Right. Superintendent. He's super. Yeah, apparently is, uh John Huppenthal. That's his name, Republican. <sighs> he's protesting <laughs> the use of Spanish language in the United States, right? Now, how long has this argument been going on? For? A-
7: anti-immigration?
3: Yeah. It's anti-immigration. For decades now? It's a, right. I mean, the thing is, it's not going anywhere, right? No. So he's been writing under an assumed name, and posting on a conservative blog called Espresso Pundit. Okay. And he, his name is Falcon9, by the way. <laughs> so if you want to go look back at it, you can look it up. He says that, only, that America only has room for English. But <sighs> that statement alone is so ignorant. When you look upon what is written on our Statue of Liberty, just that alone. Right. Bring us your poor, your, your, bring everybody you got, basically. Yeah, that doesn't mean you have to speak English to get here. There was no stipulation on the Statue of Liberty that says you, you know, have to, speak, you have to English, speak English. Right, we'll just we'll take you because we love you.
7: <laughs> we <Well, laughs> cried too yesterday, right? During his apology. Who? Hum. What's Huppenthal? His, Huppenthal. Oh, did yeah. he? Yeah, that was. The, it yeah. broke down in tears yesterday yeah, manufactured when tears. he was giving his apology. Yeah. But, I mean, some of the other things he wrote on there were he, when he was at Obama. Obama was rewarding the lazy pigs with food stamps, 44 yeah. million people, yeah. air conditioning, free health care, flat screen TVs, typical of poor families.
3: Right. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And the thing is, too, you talk about, you know.
7: Well, the funny thing was the, the, the what outrage would broke it is when he was talking about how we, how people, uh, the degenerates on welfare. And then you come to find out his assistance on welfare.
3: Mm. Double standard, <laughs> yeah. So pay your sister a little more. You don't have to worry about it. And the thing is, too, is the kind of talk you would hear at a bar, not from someone who is an elected official, someone who's in charge of making decisions. This is this. That's that's a. It's an ignorant thing to say. He he went on to say too. Um, we also need to stop out. <clears throat> excuse me. We also need to stomp out balkanization, no Spanish radio stations, right. no Spanish billboards, no Spanish TV stations, no Spanish newspapers. It's this is America. America speak speaking. English. You know, the thing is, it's funny because— You, you know, if, we
7: were list- if this was your Monday through Friday show, he would definitely be a gas hole.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I definitely had him on my show the other day <laughs> as a hole, uh, As an asshole and an idiot. That's uh, basically what this guy is. I mean, you know, you talk about, you know, these people that you vote in. You don't get to see this part of them until they get elected. Oh, yeah. And that's the, that's the sad part about it, is we trust you to get in there, and then all of a sudden you're going to change the way we, ex- we expect you to be. And, what's, and a little side note here in Phoenix, Arizona, they've, they've raised the parking rates downtown, okay? And I'm trying to tie this in together as the fact that no matter who you put in office, they're really not looking out for your best interest. No. The best interest of removing Spanish stations, newspapers, and all that is ridiculous. It's not going to happen.
7: No, it's not. And this kind of actually ties in back to the World Cup. I was talking to a couple different people yesterday and a lot of there was some arguments made on both sides that a you know, the reason why soccer isn't as big or the reason why soccer is catching on now within the United States is because of immigration, because we have a lot more immigrants in the country or from different countries all over the world. So they're supporting their team. So you see an increase in viewership, if you will. And then, of course, there was people on sides who are like, you know, soccer is boring, blah, 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 blah. And then you got other people who are like, you're an ignorant person if you think that, you know, that's the you know real reason, which I, I could see it from a standpoint, you know, I, I could see the viewer increase because of the immigration, you know, coming over. I think it's pretty cool when Americans come together and they're, you know, r- they rally around somebody. Right. You know, when, it, when it, it really shows the power that we have when we're standing behind our soccer team. Sure. It, it's just, it's sad that we don't then take it further and actually do something about changing our country.
3: And that's right. It's, it's just... N- it's not going to happen. Uh, I, it's, well, there's a lot of reluctancy to make it happen, I guess you can say. A lot of people don't want it to go because they may feel like our tradition of America is going away, this and that. But you're just adding more to what we have. That's all it really is. You know, and the, the sport of soccer has been really growing up, uh, blowing up here in, in the United States. It's why go against it? You know, why not embrace or it? We're a melting pot. We are a melting pot. And I think that seems to be kind of... Uh, Going away, at least in the minds of some of these jerk officers. The like point of guy. America
7: was for everybody to come to a land and get away from tyrants, to get right. away from dictatorships, people oppressing you, having open source free market. I mean, yeah. that was the original point of America. We're going
3: to celebrate that next Friday, by the way. Fourth July. So Huppenthal writes to uh, another commenter. So a commenter says uh, after he wrote all this whole thing about no Spanish newspapers, no Spanish TV stations, everything like that. So somebody commented. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> who mockingly suggested that all ethnic restaurants should be closed, <laughs> right? So, what does Huppenthal think? Ready? This is talk about double standard here. He goes, "Quote: I don't mind them selling Mexican food as long as the menus are mostly in English." And I'm not being humorous or racist. A lot is at stake here. <sighs> <laughs> Even another fellow Republican, Lisa Graham, she is a, uh, a former Arizona superintendent. She asked Huppenfeld to resign last week.
7: Well, he said he wasn't going to resign either, yeah. He's like, I'm not, no way intending to resign or leave my position during yesterday's heartfelt apology or whatever.
3: Uh, it's not heartfelt. It's bullshit. It's manufactured. It's, he's doing it because he has to do it. He called the Planned Parenthood founder, Margaret Sanger. He, he compared her to Adolf Hitler. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, this guy is part of education. This guys a, he's a school superintendent.
7: Yeah, like I said, the only reason why he came out yesterday and apologized was because his latest comment actually affected somebody he was close to, you know.
3: Well, right, because you know, somebody who is working underneath he on boot stamps. Um, he also wrote on the uh, Three Sonorans blog, this is back in 2012, where he described Mexican-American studies. An experimental curriculum that was ultimately shut down by GOP lawmakers in the state as a racist program that pits the races against each other and encourages students to view themselves as victims and successful people as oppressors. I'm not
7: going to lie. In kindergarten, when I was learning how to count to 100 in Spanish, I thought it was pretty cool learning a new language. I don't know what he's talking about.
3: <laughs> you think, right? I thought it was cool. So I don't understand this. It's it's really a, it's an old school mentality. It's, it's antiquated to think that. It's just going to be, you know... All white here english speaking it's just, it's the, the box is open which it's, is dumb you be- can't put everything back in because
7: in other parts of the i mean if you go to people like who live in europe england like within their curriculum as far as school they learn three to five different languages it's not like you have to we only speak old english here mm. it's no learn this language learn this language learn this language learn this language you know sure so that way when you leave the your territory you're you're can speak with anybody you should which, be able
3: to right it should be i mean w- what do you think about like a, a one world government are you uh, in favor of that i mean if we were all like that then everyone no. would eventually be talking the same language throughout the whole world
7: no i'm definitely not in favor of that because then that's going to kill creativity we're all going to be robots under one person under one dictatorship and mm. it, you know by not have by taking away the cultures you're like i said you're diminishing any art any creativity that comes in from different people from because it's all about you know as far as in the art form you know whether it's entertainment television music everything starts and ends where you where you came from so if we're all coming from the same place and we're all just going to be making the same thing, the same art same music it's just it's
3: going to be boring it's the agenda for a lot of people well i should say for a small few people for the whole world it, Well, the yeah because or, of the money the new world order right remember when george h bush in the early, early 90s said it? we're going to we're, we're, we're aiming for a new world order a one government right scares the crap out of me. Oh yeah. I don't well, it's already like there.
7: it's already there. I mean, the new world order is there.
3: It's getting there. And it's funny, the Illuminati's there. If, if, it's funny <laughs> and if you watch some of those movies that uh, fall about the Illuminati and everything like that and you look at the axis of evil, it was North Korea, um Iran and uh, who's the other one? Uh I don't know. was three, three <laughs> the three Russia, countries. probably no, it China. Wasn't Russia. No, it wasn't those. It was, the, the, it was, uh, it was North Korea and, and Iran, I know. Uh, but both of those countries don't buy into the world banking system. Right. And that's the reason why they're considered our major enemies. The- Speaking of North Korea, did you see... Yeah, was <laughs> Seth Rogen <with> The <laughs> Interview? Seth, right. Okay, so Seth Rogen
7: and James Franco have a new movie coming out called The Interview. And in the point of the... In- the, the plot of the story is, is they are journalists who are traveling to North Korea, and the CIA convinces them to try and assassinate, assassinate Kim Jong-un. Right. And, uh, you know, and they said that they, this was just like a comical joke. They were just talking about it one day. Hey, you know, what are all those journalists I always see going over there to other countries? You know, they have get, get access to so many different things. What right. if the government recruited them to kill, a, a, you know, right. world leaders? So Kim Jong-un basically came out and said that if American, if our government does not, um, you know, restrain this movie from being released, it's an act of war. Right. That they're, going to go to war with right. us or whatever well, apparently
3: the movie was written for his dad right and then he died obviously so they just rewrote it for his son right but when team america came out right
7: well that's that's that movie's banned that movie's banned in north well, korea you can fine
3: it. but there was no act of war when it came out
7: right and i think they had even said something at that time too this is an act of war and blah 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 and the government should
3: you know be the way i'm thinking like it's it's obviously they're just trying to You know, cause anything. It's propaganda. It's it's all it is. It's propaganda for their own country. Is what it is. Well, I, you know, there was an interesting uh, um, documentary that I was watching a little while ago about North Korea. Really eye opening, and it shows you everything inside. And it's funny because when you're a visitor into that country, they pull everything out. They go the full nine. You know, they bring out all the great. The, the the best food they can find the best you know uh, the dishes the uh, dinnerware whatever it is to dress it up at nice but once you're gone out of that room it's back to nothing you know I mean like they this guy was eating a meal in this big ballroom and this ballroom had all these tables set up everything was set up nicely but he was the only one eating in that room <laughs> and he kind of figured it out it's like they did all this to make you feel like this is really a happening spot right it's but just, really not but really not it's a really scary way of living in that place, man. It's it's not cool, you know? And you, if you can see this documentary, I don't know who it is, but uh, just look it up, North Korea documentary. And um, some dude just was traveling through it and just seeing all these people is how miserable and how sad it is. And and the lies they get told to about us and the lies they get told to about everything else in a sense. and. They're just completely brainwashed the propaganda. Whole country is, man. It's really sad. And, you know, things like that need to change. You know, I mean it's just it's interesting to see that
7: Well, I mean, I agree with you that things like that need to change. I how I however don't think that uh, our American government should be forcing it on them. I mean, if they're if they want to spew their own propaganda, that's their own business. I- as long as there's no violence from it. You know what I mean? If they want to tell their people to think however they wanna think, that's their culture, that's their way of life, they have the right to do that. I don't think we as a country should try and step in and try and tell people how to think and how not to think.
3: Hmm. It's going to come down, though, to the point where you see a government treat their people so badly, you're going to have to do something, though, down the right, road. No. I mean, I'd imagine sometime down the s- soon, wh- but I think down the road, probably within maybe five, ten years, I'm thinking every country on this planet is going to have to lay their cards out. And I think it's time we just... Reshuffle and 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 just put different stipulations in to living on this planet on certain continents and countries we have right. in this world, just so we can you know stop famine and stop poverty and and all these things. Well, that's that never
7: going to stop because then they don't have money, and everything on the, in this world is on is predicated on money on the dollar. So if ever, there's always going to be greedy people out there, and there's always going to be people trying to be the one percent, so that, that way they can. Manipulate the world, you know, because everything runs on money. Who, who's got the most money, and then that dictates who's running the country. Right. Yeah. So I don't ever see that stop. The only way you could stop take money out of politics is do what other countries have already started to do, where they have limitations on how much uh, campaign fund can be used, or right. how a certain time. Uh, you know, and I, even I, those I, are going away. Right. You know, but I mean, I I think that should start here. There shouldn't. We shouldn't be having elections that last one two years with you know. All this money and millions and millions of dollars. Six-week campaign, hundred thousand dollars is your max. Go freaking go, go, go nuts. Yeah, I think
3: England has that rule that if you're if it's an election year, you can't start, you know, right. soliciting votes until like like six, six months prior to it. Here, like once you're elected, it's like the following day. All right, who's gonna be the next one? And you don't give them a chance to really do anything, you know. And that's the problem. You know, what President Obama is like trying to be, is getting sued or the threat of being sued by Boehner. It's like, what are you suing him for? You're the one that's cock-blocking everything he's trying to do. Right. I don't understand it. I mean, there's one year left. Let it go. <laughs> you know? Let it go. I mean, you're not going to Well, gonna I just anything. hope he
7: doesn't inflict martial law before he leaves.
3: Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen.
7: You, you say you don't think it's going to happen.
3: You think martial law is going to happen and be coming into effect? I think martial law is coming. You do. So it, that oh, means yeah. what, what that means is that means there will be a big event that will make it happen. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Yeah. yeah. Or he can I mean he's already putting out I mean literally he's already the bill's already been passed. It's on the White House dot It's called the the National Preparedness Ready Act, giving Barack Obama at any time or the president, if you will, at any time with no reason to to enforce martial law.
3: Right. But when was that enacted? That was enacted last year. It was. Okay. It's already up
7: on White House Gov. Well, I'm
3: not sold on Obama to be honest with you. I think he's kind of a shill. I think he just kinda of puppets around. Although I think he does certain things that were that are good, but I think some of the things he could be doing, he's not. And I think he's holding back on a lot of things, or at least he's been held back on well, a lot.
7: Well, he's not even lot. American, so...
3: <laughs> You're really buying that? <laughs> I don't think he's American. Really?
7: I haven't seen the birth certificate.
3: Oh, come on, man.
7: I haven't seen the birth certificate.
3: Uh, so, uh, All right, so after he gets, you know, uh, this is last year, you know, he's done, he's out of the office. Is there still going to be a fight for it or not? I mean, it's kind of like spilt milk, isn't it?
7: Um... Actually, no. I mean, there's not really a fight for it. It's like a job. When you're working a job, if you lie on a, an application, you get fired. Right. And once it's over or you leave, no, right. one, no one cares. So I think it's because he's running our country. Uh, I think he's under scrutiny. I, I haven't seen the birth certificate. If, he, if you're the damn president, show me a birth certificate for American. It shouldn't yeah, be a I big deal. Yeah, I think it's or something like that. It's not.
3: <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> I think it's funny that you're har- you're harping on something like that. Give me, show me the, the, who you are. Uh, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Dude, you're you're right. I'm, I'm, that's just the most ignorant thing to even say about the whole birth certificate thing. That's like the last thing you would go for to say, yeah, I don't like this person. That was, well, la- that he was, he was the have last to, thing. He does birth certificate. I've got well, other, I mean, he, he, he has to have it. Otherwise, he wouldn't be able to be qualified to become the president. Not
7: necessarily.
3: No? No. You have proof?
7: I'm just saying, you Come can't on, tell man. me people up there, if they don't want somebody in office, this they won't put somebody argument, in office.
3: This Because he's black. He's half black. That's why you're like, he's not okay, from America. It's up.
7: They actually put up a PDF on White House That's pretty funny.
3: Yeah, it's it's a ridiculous argument. It's so stupid. It's so childish to even think, like, well, it wasn't the birth certificate. So what? It was not the birth certificate, so I'm not going to listen to anything he says. I'm not going to do anything. All right, all right. To- I mean, it's such a, it's such a stupid right, thing
7: to All
3: right, I get it. I hate when people bring that up. All it's right. like it's so moronic. I'm just
7: joshing. <laughs>
3: Calm down. All right, well, speaking of Spanish, let's play a tune. <laughs> let's play some Nomada. <laughs> These guys are from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I really dig the. <laughs> they actually test.
7: uploaded. That's great, though. I have a PDF on it and everything on the, the website.
3: Hi. I mean, who knows? That's probably fake, too, man. I you didn't can't trust that. anything the government tells us. You can't. But you can trust this. It's great music from right here. We got a little lingo going on. So if you can translate it, do that on your own time. But it's No Se Hasta Cuando. That's the tune from Nomada. It's right here on Going Global with Gas.
6: Yeah.
3: Torso uh from Daughters of Fission from Phoenix, Arizona, here ongoing global with gas. Man. And Nomada before that. No sé hasta cuando. What? I love that. Too. This is America. Uh, right? Speak uh, English. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I wanted to catch up a little more on the um the city of Phoenix doing some stupid things. Downtown, to park in downtown, there's meters everywhere. And there's really crappy parking anyway. You, yeah. pra- you already realize that, right? Yeah. Well, it costs a dollar fifty for an hour basically to park downtown. And they are gonna raise the prices to $4 an hour. Whoa! Yeah. You might as well just
7: then park in the structure, the parking structure that charges you like 10 bucks.
3: And that's be better, in a sense. Yeah. Your best bet, because you're not gonna go downtown for an hour, put four bucks in, have some lunch, and like in the Leave. middle of lunch going, I gotta go, I gotta go. No. They're hoping that it would bring higher turnover to downtown. So, higher people, less people parking? Yes. Okay. So, you show up and they don't, you don't know, have to be there very long, which is good, because why would you want people downtown long? Right. Because yeah. they'll spend more money um <laughs> right so downtown they had um it was free parking after 5 and weekends were free that's no longer anymore you have to pay for everything now and they're going to vary the rates so when there's a baseball game downtown oh. or a concert you can guarantee it's going to be 4 bucks an hour
7: so next month when we have smackdown it's probably at the th- USA Warrior Center
3: I don't I think it's going to be starting in September I think it's when they're going to be breaking oh, okay. them I don't think it'll be right, up, right off the bat but they're 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 saying somebody wrote Somebody was doing the study. He goes, uh, well, we see other big cities in America doing these things, so we figure we should be following <laughs> suit." <laughs> Our downtown is thriving with art and music and this and that what? and everything. And that is somebody has no idea what's going on. He has Phoenix no idea. is under development downtown still. It's not there yet. When you're looking at established cities like Philadelphia, San Francisco, Los Angeles— yeah, they're established.
7: If we were the, if we were established, the venues wouldn't be closing down left and right.
3: Right. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You're you're jumping the gun, if if you will. I mean, maybe in a couple of years you can do that, but right now you still want people to come downtown. This is going to fend people away. I'm
7: it's, not going downtown now. Not with
3: that much money. No, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. What else is stupid here in Phoenix? Uh, <laughs> it's like I don't know. How well, it I mean,
7: kind of. You know, tying in, we were talking, we talked, touched upon it earlier with the saline. You know, they're closing down.
3: Yeah, a venue out here in, in uh, Tempe, Arizona, has been around for 20 years, uh, called the Sail Inn. It's uh, closing this weekend.
7: Where are the noodles going to play now?
3: Uh, yeah, they got, they'll, they'll find another spot <laughs> to play for sure. But um, it's a bar that was uh, in Tempe, right down the street from Mill Avenue, which is right off of Arizona State University. Uh, classic music venue here in town. It's closing up. Got bought out by a corporate, and they're going to tear it down and build like a corporate restaurant or
7: something. Well, I mean, let's see. They never had, Sail Inn never had food. And they're right on mill, so that makes it really hard when you have other places down there. That Food's food. important in other places, yeah. Especially in, in a high area like that, high amounts of traffic, people are susceptible to hang out more if there's food available. They don't have to leave. They can get everything at once. Right. Um, the venue itself, I mean, don't get me wrong, the sound was always good, but it was a little dirty. You know, it didn't it you know, it needed to be upgraded, if you will, the bar itself. They needed John Taffer to come in. Okay, <laughs> I know he messed up on that other bar that
3: was out Scottsdale? there. Scott still? The stand up Scott still?
7: No that well not that one. Was I was the comedy s-
3: club? Oh Rock- he did the other one called the, um, Rocky Point. Rocky Point. So I know Rocky
7: Point was bad and all that, but he should have tried to fix a sail in. <laughs> or something. But there you go. I mean, there was no food. The place looked grungy every time you went in there. And then they also, it what made me mad is they'd have shows that were going on, and they put one band outside, and they would put one band inside. And there would be two different genres of music. So you'd have people that would show up to see that one genre, and they're not going to stick around and come back inside and watch the other band. They're going to leave. So there was no, you know, they never had. To, it felt, yeah, what's your problem over there? <laughs> Talking.
3: No, but you're right. Though it's it's weird, and it it all does come down to supporting the local scene. Phoenix is an interesting city compared to other ones where you have your local centralized music scene. Right. Um, You know, L. A. does. They have Sunset Strip. You know, every every spot around the country has got a local, a centralized music scene. Phoenix does not. Exactly. You're all over the place. It's spread out, and it's you know, it's a forty mile stretch from one side to the other side of town.
7: And it makes it difficult because you know say take for instance, the black bottom lighters they're just now f- probably starting to become bigger awareness on the west side of the valley. I'm oh, sorry the east side, but they've right. been they've been on the west side predominantly the last right. three or four years, Glendale, you know Peoria. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna drive out to Glendale, Peoria to see a local show unless it's a or you know. I'm not gonna drive to Glendale, Peoria to see a show unless it's huge. Unless right. it's a big name brand, and that's nothing to the local band. It's just it's a it's a trip. It's a trip out there.
3: And that's the thing about Phoenix is uh, what you don't understand if you don't live here is that people it's a stay at home city. Right. It's it's you know don't go out. It's you stay huh. at home or stay close by, especially nowadays. Yeah, in the summertime well, it was 110 degrees I think outside today, but you still need that following and you still need to have that place where people can go see it and now it's so spread out you're 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 not bringing everybody into the same place you right because it's
7: when you see and, and and i play a fault to this as well and like i was saying you know not wanting to drive all the way 30 40 miles out to see a local band but then you see revolution come to town and they've got forty thousand people out of tempe bark park beach so it's like where are all these people mm-hmm. they're obviously craving the music right But there's no centralized location as far as where to go.
3: Maybe they're just not going out once a week or a couple... They're they're saving and waiting for the big shows. Well, I
7: think if we did have a centralized location where you knew that there was going to be good quality music there every night or every specific night of the week of the month, then those lesser-known bands would have a better opportunity to get discovered within the local scene because everyone's going to that spot. Instead of trying to you know, tell people on Facebook, you know, hey, come check out my band. I know you've never seen them before and we've never played anymore and we're going to play at this one-off location somewhere in the middle of Butt Crust, Egypt. You're not going to go out there. But mm-hmm. if you've got a centralized location where you're like, hey, I went out to Hard Rock Cafe this weekend and Pug Zoo was playing there. Right. Or, uh, you know... It's random. Right, exactly. It's the Hourglass random, Cats the or whatever. Right.
3: You, there's, not, there's not a place for specifically to hear your reggae you're not there's, not a, there's a few places for metal there's right there's a few places because this that. is kind of a metal city but other than that all the other genres are, are all over the place scattered yeah they're all scattered exactly I do want to know where butt crust e- Egypt is though if you can uh, find that on the map for me Queen Creek <laughs> <That's> Queen Creek <right? laughs> <laughs> butt crust e- Egypt. yeah um, I thought Apache Junction might be a uh, of that. Queen Creek's um, out there, man. Well, speaking of driving and using public transportation, last week Phoenix had the dump the pump day, basically meaning don't drive but take public transportation. Yeah, that didn't last. <laughs> public transportation here in Phoenix is, is kind of a joke. Uh, yeah, I it, mean it,
7: in Phoenix it is. Tempe it's pretty good.
3: It, yeah, Tempe's got the Orbit. Yeah. And I like the Orbit. That works and well. They got
7: the monorail thing, light rail.
3: Let, yeah, the light rail. Um, but it's it's... It goes through downtown. Other than that, it's in arbitrary places. You know, it is weird. It's really weird. weird. They, don't, they <laughs> didn't build it out to the Glendale Arena, which no. is ridiculous. And or it's, the U.S. I mean, it goes to the U.S. Airways, right? Yeah, it goes right downtown, which okay. is fine, which you need to do. But <laughs> it chops you off at some really random place in North Phoenix. And uh, the other spot is the end of the line in Mesa, where there's really nothing there. It's just, it's, all right, we're just going to put it right here. It seems well, like they maybe they
7: figured a lot of people that were going to be taking them are poor. It's underdeveloped areas, so they had to put it, like, out in Mesa because that's where all the people are coming from? I, I don't know. I'm just being – I'm using stereotypes now.
3: Yeah, I, well, the thing is funny is that, you know, they want us to dump the pump and use uh, public transportation. However, you have to drive <laughs> to get the public transportation. That's the only problem.
7: And I have a scooter. We were just talking about this outside. You know, I drive every day to work, um, and I have to take the regular roads. I did not see a decrease in traffic at all. (laughs) It didn't affect it. I mean,
3: you know, we always have these, you know, over the years, people, well, don't, don't get gas this day, you know, everyone not, don't get gas. And, and I was commenting on that on a post on, I think it was on Facebook a few years ago. And somebody wrote, it's not to tell people not to buy gas that day. It's to tell people not to drive that day. That's, that's the more, uh, that would stick it to the man more than not buying gas that day. Right. Just park the car for the whole day. Don't drive. Don't go out. Just stay at home. I would love to have like a, a full, like a holiday for that. Right. You know, where you just, it's a do nothing day. Everything's closed. Everything. Everything shuts down for a day. But that you, that won't happen though. No. Unfortunately. Money. I, I just wish, around. in general, you know, I always think about like the way life was prior to the society we built. Right. You know, all you needed was some before food, technology, food, shelter, and you know, maybe some clothing. I guess like my dad
7: would say back when a pack of cigarettes for fifty cents, and you <laughs> can get go to the dollar for a movie. This is before that, or though. Go to the movie this for a dollar. This is just
3: living. This is just you. You wake up, you look at the sun, you look at the trees. You look well, I'd be lakes, okay with that. And you're like, all right, I got to find some food today.
7: Dude, I would wake up, I'd go hunting, and then I'd come home and play music. You're
3: right. That's it. That's, I mean,
7: that's, I already do that right <laughs> now, half that. Right. So I just changed the first half of but my day. It,
3: but what's the point of being a human being on this planet? Is, is it to work nine to five? No. Is it to get a, a 401k? No, it's not. Of course not. None of that. All this is, is manufactured for us yeah. to live. Somebody created this society for us, which is interesting because if you think about from Neanderthal being that kind of a caveman species that we were to all of a sudden here we are developing iPhones and flying to space. Where was that timeline? Where was it in that timeline where we went from Neanderthal man to thinking man? Right. It, was there, was it just a flip of a switch Industrial or revolution. Did it take over? I mean, like all of a sudden, you know, a caveman thought, Oh, we need to. Well, I think I, I definitely, uh, I think I mean,
7: definitely the industrial revolution played a, a key role in the development of our country and what we have i also think it you know it has to do with technology played a key role as far as you know people not wanting to change the world anymore and everyone's just stuck in their own little bubble and they want to work their 9 to 5 and they want to come home and they well, want to do or have you know use whatever their
3: vices that they have i think the technology came from uh, aliens i think aliens came down and well, canadian and, prime minister helped us
7: did you see that canadian prime minister when he yes, of defense yeah. yeah
3: he came out and said this is they're living with us man oh, yeah they're here they're here. Do, I agree. Do, I do, too. I do, too. I, I think we're being watched. I think there's a lot of uh, things that happened to us that have been prevented, or a lot of things that would have happened to us have been pre- prevented by the aliens. But you
7: want to know why um, we can't live off the grid? Because the government won't let us live off the grid. Right. The energy co- the energy companies.
3: Right. Even if you get solar in Arizona, there's APS and, uh, what's the other one, SRP. Yeah. Those are the electric companies here in town they will still get a piece of that action. I, I mean, saw- you, you can't just put a solar panel on and say, see you later, SRP. They won't allow, they won't no, allow that. No, they won't.
7: You can't go off the grid. Like I saw... Uh, you it's know, so stupid. I, I see things all the time, like especially like I saw a recent article out of Jacksonville, Florida. A woman built her o- on her own land, you know, built energy self-sufficient at a solar power, and built her own plumbing system. So she doesn't have to work, because she doesn't have to pay bills to keep her lights on, keep food. So, and then she grows her own plants and grows her own food. Mm-hmm. So she grows her own food. She's completely self-sufficient from the government, but they continue to try to come in and make her have to sign up. You have to be on the grid. You have right. to be on the electricity. You have to sign up for the Department of Public of Water and all right. this crap.
3: Land of the free, huh? Right. This is a place I know northern, uh, what is it, uh, northeast Arizona and even in New Mexico with those villages popping up of all self Sustained houses, right? And housings. I mean, these are houses that you, I mean they're built out of tires and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I know intense. it's really sick. They love, look
7: cool on the inside.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's caveman living in a sense. I mean it's basic living, but I think we've kind of went so fast into being so in, in luxury of AC and you know and the type of life we're living in. It's you how do you wean back off that you don't well or you can't you can, can. You can, can
7: you? i mean you can in a sense you can do things nowadays uh, you know cheaper i mean like take a, take for instance those houses you're talking about the compounds the convoys where people are growing their own food and they're making homes out of natural resources you know building homes for less than twenty thousand dollars you could then go to the store and get a bag of ice you could get one of those giant plastic containers cut a hole out put a fan on top and now you got an air conditioner and you did that for eight bucks you know what I mean? Right. One bag of ice is a couple bucks every time you need to throw an air conditioner on. So there's definitely ways to get around living off this grid, man. It's just they won't let us. They want us to be on the grid. They want us to be under their fingerprint. They want to know what we're doing at all times. They say, we're not watching you and we're only looking out for terrorists. But uh, if you weren't watching us and we're not terrorism, then why do I need to be on your grid? If I've done nothing to implicate that I'm going to do, any, do something against my fellow man or my fellow country, then
3: Everybody's got to be accounted for. That's I think that's what they want. Everybody needs to be accounted for. You can't uh, not be seen. I guess right. that's the thing. Man. Well, here in
7: Arizona, we've got that wacky law that if you're under the if you're over the age of sixteen, you can't wear a mask out in public one of our wacky laws here. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. If you're under 16, you can wear a mask over because (laughs) technically you don't have an ID and you're still a child. But if you're over the age of 16 and you're wearing a mask in public, a police officer can stop you and tell you to remove the mask.
3: How many police officers know that law though? I probably probably do know it. few of them. That's do? probably
7: one of those laws that like, like a, yeah, I can't wait to get it. Yeah.
3: Like a mask that covers your whole face. Yeah, yeah. All right.
7: Like, of course, Halloween's different, but I mean, I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah, besides Halloween, if you're under sixteen, you can't wear a mask out in public. Wow. That's fine. Otherwise, because it's considered, because they've got to see your face. Everyone's got to be counted for. It. Yeah. There was a guy who actually created a mask about this. He created a mask that looks like his face. <laughs> and he, he started a GoFundMe. And if you, if you sign up and contribute to blah, 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 when he starts printing them, you'll get one. So that way, when you're out in public and the camera tries to identify you, it's only going to bring up his face. <laughs> <laughs>
5: He's
7: There's, like, I'm willing to do this to, to protect your privacy.
3: You know where you wear that? When you drive, when you're driving through red lights, and the camera catches you, right? So that's when you need to put that light on. I'd still probably get the license plate. It reminds me because speaking of license plates, you know, we had the thing a few years ago where your the license plate, the word Arizona that is on on the top portion of the license plate can't be covered up by your right. license plate frame. So that was that's that up. one like, is what? Like, oh wait, your license plate has cactus on it. I what state is that from? Right. Utah? <laughs> right.
7: Uh, well, no, and as well as they also, I remember years ago, I want to say like 2009, 2008 at that time, that was when people were in, into uh, like trying to block their license plate, you know, how you get, like, the darker covers or right, the reflector right. sure. so uh, no one can see you from behind right. or whatever, and then they got rid of those because cops were like, can't tell who these people are. <laughs> and when they go, th- when they run a red light and it flashes, it flashes off the reflector, so it's just one giant light. It right. doesn't actually capture the image.
3: Well, just to let you know, uh, photo radar tickets are illegal, and you do not have to pay them because they do not come uh, registered mail. And it's funny because the company that actually owns... I mean, we've kind of shut them down here in Phoenix. I think there's only a few spots where they're still applicable. But it's a company out of Australia, and they get the majority of the money. I don't know if you knew that or not. What? Yeah. So if you pay a ticket from a red light that you ran, and the camera catches you, you're paying a money, and some of that money goes to Australia. So
7: you're saying we can refuse to pay that?
3: You don't have to pay it. No, you don't? I've gotten a couple of them. I never paid them. Really? Yeah, this is a long time ago, so ex post facto. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> let's make sure that's being said but yeah I mean I, whatever it's like yeah whatever I'm, I'm not going to pay you it's, it's, it's on your honor is what it is it doesn't go against your driving record interesting yeah that's, that's why they've been going away yeah
7: that's why I have seen less and less flashes and stuff
3: like if that you, if you uh, have a photo radar in your city you know do some research on who's running those photo radars where are they coming from where's the money going and you realize that you're just making someone rich that's it it doesn't go to, towards anything else It's only to get money. It's like free money. Oh my gosh. There's nothing, you know what I mean? It's like, we caught your picture, you did this, you owe us money now. I'm going to walk off the set now.
7: I'm so angry. It's bullshit,
3: right? Isn't it fucking bullshit?
7: (laughs) (laughs) Going Global with Gas, man, (laughs) is uh, live every Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Variety Channel on Voice America Live Internet Radio.
3: Okay, so we got rid of the dump the pump. I got a couple uh, Facebook stories we can do. Uh, This guy, he robbed a house. However, while he was at the house, he signed up on Facebook. Did you hear that story? You can find us
7: on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Global
3: Gas. <laughs> this is in Minneapolis. This is a true gas hole, by the way. Okay. This is an asshole and an idiot. Okay. Way, all right? Yeah, this guy, he, uh, he logged into Facebook while he's ripping off a home. What? Yeah, the people came home. So I came home that work that day. My, my, my screen was laying right there he said, credit cards, cash for a soccer tournament, checkbook, watch, kind of uh, started to panic when he missed this, when he missed all that. This is the homeowner. And then it apparently went on his computer and there it was, his Facebook profile of the robber.
7: So the robber broke into his house, used his computer, logged in, just to just to make sure I'm clarifying, he logged in, made a post on Facebook, and didn't log out. So that way when the homeowner came home, all of his stuff was missing, but this guy's profile was right up in front of him. Yeah. What an idiot. Yeah,
3: in fact, he, he, the, the owner took the picture from the Facebook and shared it and said, watch out, this guy's a thief. And apparently this guy actually wrote back on it. And they, re, they replied, this guy is uh, – James Wood is the owner. And uh, this dude is uh, the, the guy who robbed him. His, his, he goes by uh, Nicholas Wig, a 26-year-old man. He actually texted the owner of the house, says, I replied, I replied you left a few things at my house last night. How can I get them back to you? That was what Wood said, the owner of the house. So the owner texted him and says, you left some things here. How can I get it back to you? Uh, so then Wood agreed. So Wig's, Wig agreed to meet with Wood, thinking that he would return uh, the, uh, the, the cell phone exchange for his clothes that he had left at his house. This, this is a weird this little is a, story. This is right? an
7: idiot-like this is like, do you remember watching that show? That Used, st- I don't know if it comes on Fox anymore. When idiots or when cr- uh, criminals return to the scene of the crime, or something <laughs> like that. You know, it's that kind of show. And the, like they'll rob the, uh, he robbed a Seven Eleven, and then twelve hours later came in and got a Slurpee. <laughs> it's like why go right, yes, yeah. back to <laughs> Seven Eleven?
3: I've seen those before. This is, re- I mean, talk <laughs> about the addiction of Facebook, though. This is right there. <laughs> right there. You're on a job. While you are you're ripping stealing, someone's house off. You have to tell
7: people. Yeah. Just breaking into it. Just doing a little B&E for the night. That's what's my status update.
3: Oh, my goodness, man. How about <laughs> another stupid person? This is at the Memphis Zoo. Okay. Have you heard about this or not? There's a woman. She's been banned from the Me- Memphis Zoo after she was caught trying to feed the lions. Oh, that sucks. She got yeah, banned, uh, though? Yeah, she was trying to feed them cookies.
7: Oh.
3: <laughs> 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 That's pretty funny, actually. That's a pretty funny story. So what she did is she actually hopped the fence. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But there's like, there like a fence in between. Okay. So there's the, the, there was the wall. Then right, there was the feeders, And then there's the fence. So she was in between there. I think she's crazy because she was singing a song that was telling how much she missed the lions.
7: So basically, she jumped over the wall, started singing In the Jungle, the Mighty Jungle, and gave these lions some cookies. <laughs>
3: yeah. Isn't that weird? That <laughs> That's weird,
7: but you, you know what? That person's like going to be like the biggest, coolest person within their group of friends. No, I don't
3: know about that. You I mean,
0: jumped into a lion bin, gave him some cookies.
3: And started singing a song. <laughs> the, the zoo wrote on a post on its Facebook wall, which is great. They asked the people for support, uh, to support local bake shops with the hashtag... Cookies are for people. <laughs> 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 I love that. That's so funny, man. Um, we're, we got like a few minutes left here. So, um, God, we were going to talk drugs here. Uh, Colorado, they've put out some news that says that uh, so far, wow. they've made more money than they've ever imagined. Crime is down $20
7: million, uh, $1.9 has gone to schools, and crime is down 5.2%.
3: And Arizona, here we have uh, made more money than expected for the medical marijuana program, and that's going to be turned into some discounts for people down the road. Cost one hundred fifty dollars to the state; they're going to lower that down if you're a senior citizen, if you're in the military, wow. or if you have any other uh, disabilities that might add to that. that well, they benefit. should just
7: legalize a Period. But we're getting there.
3: Program's <laughs> bringing in nine million dollars. Wow! Right. So why not just discount it all? Why? Why? Like I know I'll be the one that has to pay full price because I'm not anything special at the moment, but. You know, I don't want to be special at the moment, right. but in a sense, I mean, I think it's a cool idea to lower that price down. But
7: um, I just think it should be—we should just legalize it across the board, that like Colorado did. Well,
3: that's what I think. They, that's the thing I always talk about. Is I like, don't know why, why we
7: have to have these little l- one step by each right, other. Right. Eh? Right.
3: Let's see. It's a, it's a, let's see if you can manage this first. Then, if you do that, okay. Then we'll legalize it overall. Um, Colorado had medicinal. Right. Did Washington have medicinal before they win? They did. Okay, so maybe that's just the, the step you need to take. I know there's some states right now that are looking to go straight to recreational, bypassing the whole what medical. What state is that? I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't remember, right? But I'm thinking is like, why even have to bother with the medical anymore? I mean, because the, right. med- the medical comes with the recreational. Yeah, you know, the medical isn't going away because you recreational.
7: Well, I, actually, it's also the opposite side, too. The recreational is not going to go away because of the medical. Like, if when you smoke, you're not going to be like, I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs>
3: right, <laughs> you know? right. You're going to be high, you're going to be giggling, or you're going to be feeling good. Well, it's funny, you know, once I got my card, and, uh, you know, it's when I smoke, it's different than it was prior to me having the card. Really? Yeah, I think it's a psychological thing. Okay. You know, because I really have pain. Right, right. And I, when I do smoke, it really helps that out. So I'm not looking to get high I'm looking to resolve my pain. Okay. So, yeah, the same effects. as. You so do the you, say, do you things, think you
7: but. use it now more in, like in a medical sense where you use like a prescription a certain amount of times per day?
3: Yeah, you know, it's funny, yeah, because I do kind of pace myself out. I take a couple hits here and there, then I make a couple hours, hit a couple times more just to kind of balance myself. out. I don't need to sit there and smoke a whole bowl right. or a whole, a whole ounce in front of me right then. That's, that's ridiculous. I mean, gotta, I do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You just got to pace it out, though. That's all it is. Just just pace yourself out. Like man. I'm
7: saying, so like, you know, you getting the medical card is definitely made cannabis more of that medicinal sense.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just weird, though, for, for me in a sense that, well, now that I know it's legal in my hands, at least, I had that, rel- that, relie- that relief. Of not being busted. Okay,
7: not I don't good. know. I don't ever have that fear. I don't care.
3: See, I always had that fear.
7: I, maybe I'm just young and I'm naive, and I don't just don't give a shit. Take me, go, try to take me down for weed. I'm gonna smoke it right in front of your face, Uncle Sam.
3: <laughs> but if I went to like a friend of mine, you know, and got some weed, and I'm and I'm driving home, and I gotta go ac- halfway across the valley. Oh, I see what you're saying. Holding it, right? Scares the crap out of me. <laughs> that's it but, really does.
7: So I get a scooter, bro, and you don't have <laughs> to worry. <laughs>
3: feel <laughs> you get busted on a scooter. Dude, they don't mess with me. Well, I can barely go 45. I mean... Right, but I'm just saying you got to do something stupid to get pulled over. But I'm just saying anything pulls over smells something, boom, I'm holding a you know, quarter ounce on me. Right. I'm screwed. Right. I mean, that, that's everything. I'm screwed. The, the, having the medical card, kind of saves me from that. And that's a, a relief for me, you know, because, yeah, I like to have my, my medicine. Right. It helps me. It helps me more than just having the pain. It helps with the depression. It helps with... You know, um, being creative, right? I mean, it's, it's 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 a wonder drug. It opens
7: the bre- It opens the other side of the brain that you don't use. It's not really a wonder drug, drug, but it's
3: a it's a wonder it's, plant.
7: Did you see? Have you seen those? Not to change the, the. I know we are running out of time here. Before we go, I saw this online ad. It was regards to this brand new pill that's made out of like all natural stuff that's supposed to help your brain. It's supposed to be like that pill from the movie. Uh, uh, like Limitless. You ever seen the movie Limitless? No. Where they, okay, so the movie Limitless, he takes a bill uh, r- that's got uh, Ryan Reynolds in it. He takes a pill and it increases his brain functionality. He becomes a super genius oh, and blah, well, blah. blah. I saw commercial for that. Well, now they've actually got the pill. Oh, they've wow. said they've created this pill. And the FDA uh, approved it Well, all these big pharmaceutical companies were trying to ban it. But you can't ban it because it's just made out of natural things. Like it's made out of like seed oil from a seed from a plant. It's made out of this, made out of just plants and just natural veggies like that are grown. And it's pissing pharmaceuticals off because they can't. Right,
3: of course they can't cash in on it. Right. Why don't you uh, remember that for next week when we bring that that story up? But thank you for coming out here, Matt. Thank you for being part of the show again. (laughs) Okay. Matthew, what? You're thanking me. Why?
7: You're so nice.
3: I well, I'm, thank you. You're volunteering your time. I'll throw up your lunch. All right. Um, all right. You guys have a great Saturday. We didn't do any porno music or not, but we'll save that for next week. Well, no, next week is uh, Fourth of July weekend. Fourth
7: of July. All
3: right. I'll figure something out. Maybe
7: we'll play. We'll put a porno best of porno music together or something for two hours. That would be a long <laughs> show. Of porno music enough, or not? I much. know you do, but I just don't think people are going to listen for two hours of porno music or not over and over.
3: I created a drug code. Open. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it as we leave. So All right. you guys enjoy it. Thanks for tuning into the uh, b- uh, VoiceAmerica.com and the variety channel. Going global with gas. Man. Every Saturday from one to three PM here on uh, your
7: Voice America yeah, variety kind of channel. America. And you can also find us on Facebook.com slash global gas and email music to Kevin at Kevin at KW sorry, Kevin uh, at <laughs> I you did your other one. Kevin at with gas. That's G A S S. If you don't put the S, he's not the extra S he's not gonna get it. Right. .com.
3: Thank you. All right. Other than that, you guys enjoy your weekend and uh, have a safe and fun 4th of July. And uh, here's my little drug code, my, my drug code podcast intro, and you guys have a great day.
0: Some people uh, think that to puff the magic dragon means they're really to smoke a uh, smoke, um, marijuana cigarette. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. The history of marijuana. Marijuana, the, the one drug that never killed anybody.
3: Are you on drugs or is this your naturally moronic self?
4: <laughs> wow. Marijuana has become a part of the popular consumer culture of the United States. You got any narcotics or marijuana in here? <laughs> uh, Not
2: anymore. We're smoking Reaper and you don't want no part of this shit get out of here
3: is marijuana really where it's at is it really as righteous as you think you
0: know what i don't want no hangover i can't get no hangover
3: it doesn't give you a hangover where can i get
0: some marijuana i'll get addicted to it or something it's not
2: habit forming i'm
5: so wasted
0: i don't want to. overdose on it. You
2: can't OD on it. The snozberries taste like (laughs) snozberries. It's
0: not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes
2: sex even better.
1: You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good.
2: I mean, a Maui, Waui, a Panama Red, Acapulco Gold.
1: It's all marijuana. Sounds
2: kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is.
5: The amazing stuff about this is take it home and just get stoned in a bejesus Mm. belt. You don't want it I think
6: I kind of want it. Okay, but just this once. Come on here.